hopefully by the time you hit 30, you got kids. Just being a bit more mature in your decisions. Definitely being an adult by that point. You know, like a real adult. <laughs> work, a lot of work, like being professional. <laughs> hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen. I'm a student, I own half a car, I ate all the muesli bars in my emergency kit, and I'm flirting with 30. Taking all these troubles once again. There are seven weeks left in my 20s. The countdown has begun for my 30th birthday. And today's episode is all about careers. People have different perspectives. Uh, in the second half, I'll be chatting to a musician, gardener, techie, public servant who says it's okay to have a scattered 20s. But first, the frightening perspective of an authority figure. Oh, TED Talks. You may have seen this TED Talk before. It's posted in 2013, and it's had nearly 9 million views, so it's very popular. And it's a woman named Dr. Meg Jay. She's a clinical psychologist, and she wrote a book, The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most Out of Them Now. So there won't be very much good news for people who are about to leave their 20s, unfortunately. Hold on to your butts. This is not my opinion. These are the facts. We know that 80% of life's most defining moments take place by age 35. That means that eight out of 10 of the decisions and experiences and aha moments that make your life what it is will have happened by your mid-30s. We know that the first 10 years of a career has an exponential impact on how much money you're going to earn. We know that more than half of Americans are married or are living with or dating their future partner by 30. We know that the brain caps off its second and last growth spurt in your 20s as it rewires itself for adulthood. We know that personality changes more during your 20s than at any other time in life. And we know that female fertility peaks at age 28, and things get tricky after age 35. As a culture, we have trivialized what is actually the defining decade of adulthood. But make no mistake, the stakes are very high. If you are a person who is about to leave your 20s, that talk might make you throw up and cry, perhaps simultaneously. And I feel a bit weird listening to it. I wasn't idle in my 20s. I, I didn't feel that I was scattered. I had a career, a good one. I had a job working for government departments. But that job wasn't sort of capturing my imagination, so I decided to leave that job and try to find something that used the parts of my personality that I, that I really liked and that I wanted to show off more. Uh, and I really love radio. So I've been studying radio. I am working on making podcasts, and it's something that I love to do, but the future is much more uncertain it doesn't feel like I've made a huge mistake. But sometimes when I have to dip into my savings just to pay the rent, or when I go to a job search site and I don't even know what to type into the search bar, I do wonder whether this was the right thing to do 
on the eve of turning 30. But everyone is different in their willingness to take risks, and one person with a remarkable willingness to try new things and remake himself is Allie Witten. Allie is right now a project specialist for the Wellington City Council. He works on connecting Wellingtonians to green spaces, and he really likes that job. But he's also been a musician, and as you'll hear, he's done a lot of different things over the years. And he says, maybe it's okay to be in a search for what you love to do. Yeah, my path was um, I took up guitar playing at 17 years old when I was... um, when both me and my twin were pushed to be doing very academic stuff. And um, that essentially and it sounds like a small thing, but it kind of changed my whole direction because I carried on playing guitar in my first year of university and then started writing songs. And it, and it was really confusing to be on a maths degree, but trying to but, but be really creative. Um, and nobody had ever tapped into the fact that I was creative before that. Uh, yeah, so I ended up dropping out of that maths degree and, and re-studying creative music and sound technology um, just as a means of kind of pursuing music in some way. And then um, I finished university and it was only a matter of time. In my mind, it was only a matter of time before I was signed to a record label. <laughs> and um, by that time, I was, I was a serious singer-songwriter and I was writing lots of songs and gigging a lot and playing gigs in Paris and London and even New York and so doing lots of tours as well and but unsigned and then um and then as a day job I fell into IT support and then ended up moving to London um and then I freaked out and moved to New Zealand I should shorten the story so that I call it a mid-20s crisis approximately and it sounds (laughs) like a Bob Dylan song so I actually wrote a song called mid-20s crisis approximately so I was 26 and a half about 27 when I moved to New Zealand and um, uh, on a one-way ticket and I worked in IT for a year and then and then just was like I'm sick of being in an office I can't stand it I, I, I don't money doesn't matter to me purpose I didn't know it at the time but purpose mattered and um, so I went to be a lifty and we shoveled heaps of snow it was that it was that sort of winter where the mountain was closed a lot but you're just constantly shoveling out the restaurant and de-icing walkways and things like that and that and that was minimum wage and then I lived fine on the minimum wage and then I came back to Wellington and whilst I was waiting for another IT contract I I started gardening um for fun and then I suddenly clicked oh hang on this is outdoors and creative and this is what I needed to do the strap around your neck as your hands protect that all lens on your walk to my house so I actually started my apprenticeship, a horticultural apprenticeship, again on the minimum wage, um, at 29 years old. Okay. And that was scary, and that was, I was sort of worried about 30 in a way, but actually for me, 29 was scary because all of a sudden I had, I, I was 29. That birthday was weird because I just two months into um. Yeah, minimum wage apprenticeship where I knew nothing and I was embarking on something that I didn't know. I was seeing all my friends and my peers, um, maybe not enjoying what they do, but working f- for a living. So, so they're working. Yeah, f- their money was just paying for their surfboards and stuff, and I had none of that. Yeah. So it was a bit. So that was quite terrifying. And and what's what's become clearer in the last few years is um, 
that meaning matters. And if somebody had said, oh, you're just that type of person that meaning matters to, then it would have made me feel a lot safer about the things I was, the chances I was taking. But I didn't know why I was taking the chances. I just knew that I wasn't happy and I wanted to be happy in, in the work that I do. And and like I think I've had a career path like an old-fashioned pinball machine that's yeah. just gone ping, 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 <laughs> ping, and then fallen back down and then ping right to the top and then back down again. And, you know, so it's... You talk about purpose and you talk about working for meaning. Yeah. And how how does that gel with the concept of having a vocation? Like more than a job, it's your calling in life. So when I was sh sure that music, you know, I was sure I was going to be signed and I was sure I was going to be a musician. Had I have got signed, I'd be in a career and I don't think it would have really changed and I would have never figured out some of the other stuff. Yeah. So, so, so I guess, and it's, I think it maybe could be like falling in love at an early age where the, the couples that meet and fall in love when they're 15 and 16 and stay together, uh, shape their values, shape together. Whereas if you're in your thirties and you're trying to fall in love, you've already got quite firm values and it's really hard to align that with somebody else. And I think the same thing with a career. If you find your career and your vocation really early and, and you follow that childhood passion, then it's really, really deep rooted and you you grow with the alignment of the values of your career. Whereas when you've had a scattered twenties, you know, we're doing all these different things because life bounced you in different ways for, than you ever imagined then you have yeah i have different values and i sort of figured different things in the world yeah that's very poetic <laughs> yeah love my little metaphors <laughs> grace has got green eyes i was so surprised to be blinded by them And the sword of smile brings the butterflies as I'm lost inside them. I've been lonely, but I sure she knows, so I don't hope any longer. Thanks for all the little metaphors, Allie. The song that you're hearing is Ali's newest single from his duo, Lost Bird. It's called Grace Has Got Green Eyes. It's on Bandcamp. As always, the theme music for Flirting With 30 is by Martin Andrews and the B-Sides. The song is Poison Tree. Find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle for my personal page is Laura B. Kewen, K-E-O-W-N. Like Flirting With 30 on Facebook. I'm also going to start posting on Instagram, so find me there. Same as Twitter, Laura B. K-E-O-W-N. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for a preview of the next episode, Flirting with 30. We'll get through this together. I've been lonely, but I'm sure she knows, so I don't hope. Next week on Flirting with 30, our first international guest joins us. It's Jenna Price, a columnist for the Sydney Morning Herald. One of the things I've been able to get rid of between 30 and 60 is that appalling desire for everyone to like me. And David Klein, who just can't stop learning. OMG, is this who I am forever? Forever.
Look for it next week. 